Pete Kingman here, Bible Story Evangelism, Isaiah 51, 7, uh, Season 1, Episode 7. And this is one of my memory verses that I've spent a lot of time on. I, I included it because um, uh, in my last, uh, well, as a, as a teacher, I ran into some... Uh, folks that uh, didn't want to do what was right all the time. And uh, they, they're 100% uh, human like the rest of us. But anyway, I found comfort in this verse. If, if someone is rude to you or doesn't show you the proper respect they should or um, villainize you, uh, not tell the lies, just not tell the whole truth. But uh, that, that occurred in, in uh, probably both of my jobs, uh, the military and as a teacher, uh, maybe as a pastor, I don't know. I had a pretty small church, so we were pretty tight. But uh, <clears throat> Isaiah 51, 7 says, Hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness, the people in whose heart is my law. Fear ye not the reproach of men, neither be ye afraid of their reviling. So, you know, God wanted Joshua to be strong and of good courage as he led the people of Israel. And um, so uh, I'm not saying uh, that this verse is saying to be angry or to respond in an in a, in a inappropriate manner. Be angry and sin not, it says. The Lord is slow to anger. But it is saying, do not be afraid. Fear ye not the reproach of men which could include uh, uh, rudeness or insolence or disrespect. Um, neither be afraid of their revilings or their villainization uh, to someone else. Don't be afraid of that. Uh, and then verse 8, which is really the rest of the story, and this should mellow anyone that deals with other people. Um, and that is, uh, for the moth shall eat them up in, as a garment, and the worm shall eat them like wool. That would be a euphemism for, uh, well, if they're not believers, their end is going to be pretty bad. Uh, it's going to be uh, the opposite of the believer. I give unto them eternal life. I know my sheep, and they hear my voice, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. So to perish in the Bible is to not have eternal life, not go to heaven. And so this is written, Hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness. Um, let me tell you about righteousness. There's, there's two kinds, I think. There's self-righteousness, and there's the perfect righteousness of God. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For God hath made him, Jesus, to be sent for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Genesis 15.6 says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So the righteousness that we need to get to heaven, the perfection that we need to get to heaven is, is counted to our account by our faith in the Savior. He saves us from ourselves, if you will. He saves us from our own disobedience. 
And it doesn't, you know, you might be a very good person, but I think James 2.10 still applies to you. Whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he's guilty of all. So we're all in the same boat and it's sinking and we all need a savior. And some will believe and some will respond in faith to what God has done and some will not. And that's just the way it is. Um, why didn't God make us robots? Why didn't he, why did he give us a choice? I don't know. He created us in his image. And I think he has a choice, but he always chooses to do what's right. And, you know, maybe Satan said, uh, well, that's because you never were a man. So he became a man, tempted in all ways like us, yet without sin. So he did pass his own uh, test and therefore was able to pay for our sins on the cross. The first judgment was Jesus on the cross. The second judgment will be the judgment of Israel during the tribulation, so that's in the future. Another, there are five judgments. The first judgment is the judgment of, of uh, Jesus on the cross for our sins. He took our judgment and died for our sins. It was the payment or propitiation for our sins. He was the atonement for our sins. And all we can do is respond in faith. So um, there's the righteousness of God, which is ours by faith in Jesus Christ, not our righteousness. Our righteousness is filthy rags. That's in another chapter in Isaiah. And um, there's the righteousness of God that is without sin. And that's ours by faith in Jesus Christ. The people in whose heart is my law, you know, Jesus asked, was asked, what is the great commandment? And he didn't choose, uh, behold, O Israel, uh, God is one God. He didn't choose, uh, um, have no idols. He didn't accuse, uh, choose number three, uh, keep his name holy. Number four, um, um, number four, um, keep the Sabbath. Number five, um, honor your parents. Number six, do not murder. Number seven, do not commit adultery. Number eight, do not um, steal. Number nine, do not lie. And number 10, do not covet. Um, at any rate, uh, Jesus holds, holds a pretty high standard. I mean, you say, well, I've never murdered anyone, but he says to, to uh, look at your brother with hate is, is to murder. So he has a very high standard. And whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point is guilty of all. So I understand the law. There's nothing wrong with the law. Paul tells us in Romans, there's nothing wrong with the law. The law is our schoolmaster. The law brings us to Christ because we are so miserable at keeping it. It is not the way of salvation. It is the way of salvation through Christ because he kept the law. And if we put our faith in the God of John 3.16, who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Read the entire chapter of John chapter 3 if you think I'm taking that out of context. It is completely the gospel of Jesus Christ. And at the very end of John chapter 3, the gospel of, of John the Baptist. 
he that believeth is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, but he that believeth is not condemned because he hath believed in the only begotten name of Son of Jesus Christ, Son of God. Anyway, read John chapter 3 if you're confused about uh, the gospel according to Christ or the gospel according to John the Baptist. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Anyway, hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness. I know God is righteous and I'm not. The people in whose heart is my law, I know I know the Ten Commandments. I just said them. I, I'm not saying you have to know the Ten Commandments. I know them because I was a Bible teacher and whatever I made my kids learn, I, I learned. But, but fear ye not the reproach of men. This is where it comes down to leadership. This is where it comes down to... I don't know, stand your ground, whatever. I'm, I, I know that has a different meaning today, but, but it's the absence of fear is what I'm trying to say. It's not, I'm not trying to advocate shooting someone. That's not, not here. But, but fear ye not the reproach of men, uh, neither be afraid of their revilings. And, and the reproach would be rudeness or disrespect or insolence. Uh, in my world, the classroom, uh, where I spent 33 years, and uh, but it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. It could be in public. It could be wherever. Uh, fear is not the correct response, but neither is is uh, inappropriate. Uh, be angry and and sin not. So sin is out of the question uh, in response to reproach or rudeness or insolence or disrespect, or even uh, being lied about, villainization, you know, you did this and you did that. And I always told parents, I learned it from Rebecca Horton, that people, children will always tell their parents the truth. They just won't tell them the whole truth. And uh, 99 times out of 100 that, that I had to talk to a parent, uh, as soon as they heard the whole truth, they, they assured me they were going to take care of the problem, and, and the problem was taken care of. But at any rate, um, verse 8, The moth shall eat them up like a garment, and the worm shall eat them like wool. So consider, uh, you know, when you consider someone's eternal eternity, there's not much you can do but feel sorry for them if they don't know the Lord. If they do know the Lord, and they're rude and discourteous and all of those things, then I would just walk away. They, Like I said, they, in this hypothetical situation, they know the Lord, and if that's the way they want to act, then, then you've, got, you know, you've got no responsibility to that person whatsoever. Titus, Paul tells Titus, uh, uh, um, after the first and second admonition, reject um, a believer that doesn't want to do what's right or teach what's right. and uh, But it's hard to know who's believed and who, who hasn't. And so that that's where the rub is. So I guess you would assume they're not a believer because that's the safest assumption for them. And you would give them the time of day. Uh, but someone that you're sure that's a believer that doesn't want to do what's right, that would be, uh, you know, go, go, your, go another way. Anyway, um, I don't know, I found this verse helpful to me. I guess I had a tendency to be uh, afraid in certain situations. What's going to happen? What's this, you know, what are they going to say? What's this, that? And God you know, tells us, just like he told Joshua, fear not. 
um, and uh, I'll be with you. And uh, so we'll leave it at that. And I will say uh, adios, which means to God in Spanish. Since I'm in Miami, we'll say adios and vaya con Dios, which means go with God. <laughs>